Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon to those of uh, our friends listening to us on the East Coast. This is Stuart Crawford in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And we're actually doing our show live from the offices of Exact Solutions. And I've known Dave West, the uh, owner of Exact, for a number of years. And very impressed with the work that he does helping um, the small business market go to market uh, and making sure they're found on- online and and that's what our topic of uh, our program today is about, is, is your business being found online? I, I think it's safe to say that a lot of us have uh, websites out there that are just like you know, that, those big highway billboards that you drive, drive by on the highway and you see out there. And, and you have to ask yourself honestly, do you, you, when you're driving by, do you stop and read all those? And I think the majority of us, Really don't. I mean, a few things catch our eyes, and uh, you know, but how many times do we take action on something we see on a billboard? And I, and I think a lot of our small business uh, websites, and those of us in the IT industry especially, have these great sites that are just overglorified billboards and uh, not converting uh, visitors to potential opportunity for us. So I want to in- introduce my good friend David West. Uh, again, he's the owner of Exact Solutions, uh, a Calgary-based web uh, design firm. I think that's kind of an old term. We can no, no longer call you that. I think we can call you the Internet Marketing Guru. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, thanks very much, Stuart and Megan. It's, uh, it's a real pleasure to be here again with you uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I've uh, enjoyed the uh, previous shows we've done, and uh, I'm looking forward to today. And, you know, Stuart, to, to your comment about uh, so many websites just being another poster or billboard in the sky, you know, I, I just think there's not enough thought being put into uh, small business marketing in terms of what makes the uh, small business unique from their competition. And, you know, I had a had a great meeting here this morning with uh, with Tom Mayling from Party Machine, actually. And, uh, you know, they're a, they're a party bus company, and uh, we, we used to talk for well over an hour and a half about his branding and uh, gearing up to, to start developing their new website. And you know what it boils down to in, in uh, some cases is that, and, and his, his company is a great example of this, where the, the buses are great, but everyone that drives party buses as a service think their buses are great. And now, having said that, Tom's really are great, and he pours his heart and soul into these machines. But what really makes party machine different, as we, we nailed down, is, is uh, you know, people. There's real people behind these companies and real services. And, um, you know, there's, there's lots to be said for thinking outside of the box in, in terms of what your website messaging is going to be. So, Dave, you know, we go back a long time, and, you know, we've seen the evolution of the Internet from, you know, the days of having a static site. I think yeah. you and I go back to the days where, you know, we had a text-based browser. Oh, absolutely, with little green letters and flashing um, cursors and stuff. It was very exciting back then. And in those days, really, the, we used that for knowledge, you know, trying to find information, seeking knowledge. Uh, you, you go to a university website and try to pull down papers or whatever. Absolutely. But I, I don't think that concept has changed at all over, over the last 15 years of, you know, my involvement being on the Internet. I think well, people still use the Internet for knowledge, seeking knowledge. Absolutely. And what's, what's changed is that, of course, you can find information now. Back in the beginning, when, you, when we dialed into the university free net, finding information was quite a chore. You're lucky if you actually did. The fact of the matter is, you're exactly right, Stuart. 
we're talking about the information highway here, and I say this all the time. People go home at night and they sit down behind their computer and they open their web browser to look for information. They don't sit down to look for great-looking websites. It's not the great-looking website highway. It's the information highway. I love and I love that way. I don't I don't use the internet at all to look for great looking websites. I look at for finding information, doing market research for what I do. Uh, we look we use services like Blog Talk Radio uh, now that we never had 15 years ago. We, we know so the evolution of how we do things on online today has changed. We'll get to that uh, down the road when we look at you know the history of the web. But uh, you know before we dig in, I want to let everybody know that we have uh, the phone lines open at area code six four six. 716-8372 if you would like to call in and ask uh, Dave or myself a question. I also have the chat window open. Uh, you can get that through the blogtalkradio.com site and uh, we'll be uh, answering questions available through the chat window as well. So Dave, before we dive in, tell us a little bit about Exact Solutions, what, what your company is all about, what you do. I mean, we kind of opened that, uh, that can of worms already. but Yeah, no problem. Well, you know, Exact is uh, a company that has evolved out of my freelancing as an internet web developer. And, uh, you know, starting back in 96, when uh, this thing called the Internet first had pictures, I got pretty excited about it, really wanted to know how that stuff worked, and I ended up becoming a web programmer. As soon as I could connect a website to a database, there was no shortage of freelance work for me to do. Uh, four and a half years ago, I had to make a decision as to whether or not to uh, stop to servicing my uh, freelance clients for the sake of my employer, and vice versa, my employer for my freelance clients. So. We made a commitment to our, our clients at that time, and we became a full-time web service company. Uh, just like the Internet is evolving at lightning speed, so is exact.com. And uh, we've gone from uh, web programmers to web marketers uh, in uh, the last four and a half years. I've made it my business to understand what makes websites work for small businesses. And we've really refined it down to uh, a real nice process. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the addition of search marketing and uh, blogging and social media and all that stuff has really contributed to our overall ability to be a consultancy to our clients. So when somebody comes to Exact now, they get uh, a heck of a lot more than just a website, Stuart. They get to reach into our network uh, and uh, learn from what we've learned and uh, connect with all the great entrepreneurs that we've got to know in the Calgary marketplace, including guys like you. Well, thanks, Dave. And, uh uh, you know, this is the first time we actually done we've done the show actually sitting on a speakerphone in uh, in your office. So, just got a report uh, from a friend of ours in Vancouver that we're coming through loud and clear. So that's good. So, oh, good. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's all good. So, let's just dig right in. So, let's talk about the history of the web. Now, we talked about a little bit about the the text-based browsers and the same guy who reported that we were coming through loud and clear. I remember sitting in his living room in my in a little town called Shiloh, Manitoba, back many years ago. Mm-hmm and going and dialing in on uh, CompuServe and all that. So we, we touched base on that. So I would call that kind of Web 1.0. Oh, for sure. And, you know, you know I, I was so, uh, uh, I guess like everyone, ignorant to the whole thing. Uh, I actually early on bought a book about AOL, and I actually bought an AOL account, and I connected to AOL. And, of course, back then it was a pay-per-use service. It was basically a, a, a private Internet. And, of course, we know that that's, uh, I mean, AOL still exists in one form or another, but... Boy, the internet's uh, for the most part pretty open, pretty free, and uh, the evolution uh, right back from the very first web browsers when you could see pictures to today, where the where the internet and uh, multimedia, and particularly video, is becoming huge. 
And uh, you know, it's just hard to it's hard to fathom the changes that have occurred in the last decade as far as the internet is concerned. And of course, that leads into what we see today with uh, the so-called buzzword of Web 2.0. We have all these online apps. We have, you know, many people are listening here. I've found out about the show through Twitter.com, yeah, and Facebook, and blogging, yeah, things like this with podcasting. And I think we're starting to see early versions of the next generation of the web coming out with video and online app, well, the improvement of online applications. But how important is it, and this shows geared to IT professionals, mm -hmm. how important is it out there for IT professionals and even small business owners to really have an, un an understanding of you know, what their business is about and what kind of clients or kind of people they want to attract before they even start even talking to a guy like you? Well, I think it's, I think it's hugely important. And, you know, uh, we, we talked earlier about websites and the, the messaging of those websites. And what I, would, uh, what I would recommend any potential client for my organization do before they come to me is to look at half a dozen of their closest competitors in their market, look at their websites, read their messages, maybe even do up a little bit of a spreadsheet and pull out the key messages by each organization. And you just might be surprised that there's not a whole lot unique between one website and another in terms of messaging. And then when you gear up to write the content and launch your new website, make sure that your messaging is unique and, uh, and that uh, it's pretty clear. The other thing uh, in terms of uh, web marketing that's hugely missed, and we may get into a little bit deeper here in a minute, is uh, call to action. Like, don't just give away information. Actually challenge the visitors to your website to actually take action. And, uh, of course, convert them. Get them to convert to a potential client. Well, that's like anything with marketing. You've got to have a call to action. You wouldn't send them a postcard campaign without a phone ad, you know, call, for more information, call this number or visit our website. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, one of the nice things about web marketing is that you can make the conversion point so obvious that it actually will work. And uh, you know your your cost per conversion can be quite low on the internet if you if you can get the right traffic to your website. Okay, so we we talk about you know having our website. You know what do we need to do as a business to be prepared? Yeah. Uh, maybe understanding where our current you know, visitors or our clientele or the people we want to attract are coming from. Sure. It's only putting a great website up, and if you're based in Toronto mm -hmm. and attracting people from New York, if you're not doing business in in New York. Yeah. Exactly. And so here, uh, let me let me say something about uh, a website post development. You know, we um, we talk about search engine optimization, and uh, it's a service that a fair number of uh, specialists in search engine optimization provide. It's also a, uh, a it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs can actually do for themselves if they're developing their own websites. And you know, we we presented to the. Calgary Entrepreneur Meetup last week on uh, SEO and uh, received pretty good reviews from that. So we can look through the slide deck if you want to pick out some things that you, you think are interesting. Yeah, let's, like. let's, uh, let's do that, Dave, because I think it's very important to keep hitting on some of those key concepts that we talked about last week. And uh, if we can do it any justice by talking about it over, over presenting. But, you know, we talked about, you talked about SEO and search engine optimization. There's a lot of I found there's a lot of people out there saying that they can guarantee page ranking, you know, high page rankings or first page Google. Yeah. To me, it's almost too good to be true. How can you guarantee guarantee that to happen? Well, I, I personally, I can't guarantee that, and I don't. Uh, I think it's I think that I think that um, 
optimizers that are giving a guarantee that there will be a, a, a specific search result, I think they have to be very careful. Um, we, don't, we don't have any influence over Google uh, in terms of relationships. Uh, Google's own webmaster guidelines uh, caution against doing uh, work or working with a search engine optimizer who uh, gives guarantees. Nobody can influence Google, so be very cautious about that. One thing I would, would caution you also about uh, search engine optimization is that if you decide to do it yourself and invest the time, which of course equates to dollars, or if you hire somebody and pay them to do it, uh, I would caution you not to do that until you have reviewed your website, your web content, and your ability for your website to convert visitors to potential clients. Because Doing all the optimization in the world is not going to help you if you just send people to another boring website. Uh, you need to be able to convert them to potential clients. So long before you get into search engine optimization, be it by yourself or with an expert, review your messaging, review the conversion points on your website, and make sure that you're going to capture leads from your website. Once you feel comfortable that your messaging is right and that your lead capture components are there, then go ahead and optimize your site and start getting the traffic to your website that is targeted by keywords. Right? So um, the other thing I want to I just touch base on is the type of traffic you get. Now we often hear people say things like, I got 1,000 hits to my website or 10,000 hits to my website. First things first, hits don't mean anything. What you really want to understand is unique visitors. Okay, there, there's a big difference between hits and unique visitors. I want to tell you that it's not important to get a thousand unique visitors to a website. It's not important. What's important is that you get a visitor to your website that needs your services that will convert to a potential client. All right. It's almost like the 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 quality versus quantity argument. Quality versus quantity. And how do you get quality visitors to your website? It's pretty, pretty straightforward. You write quality content. You make sure that the content has the right words in it to attract natural organic search traffic. And uh, you speak to the client's needs when they get there. When people come to your website, they're looking for answers and solutions. They're not looking to find out how great you are. Uh, we're all great at what we do, and in the marketing messages, I think the consumer is astute enough to understand that we're not going to say anything bad about ourselves. Uh, what they really want to know is uh, good quality information. You want to build trust with the visitors to your website, and you need to entice them then to convert to a potential client. So again, yeah, quality traffic is far more important than quantity. So make sure, make sure that your expectations for traffic to your website are realistic. Now. Um, we've often heard people say, you know, that my website doesn't get any visitors at all. It doesn't generate any new business. Um, uh, how, how do, first of all, I like to ask the question, how do you know that for sure? How do you know how many visitors come to your website? And uh, so uh, if you haven't heard of Google Analytics, you just have search Google, just type in Google Analytics in the Google search box. It's a free service provided by Google. It will lead you to a whole series of other tools called Webmaster Tools. To activate analytics on your website, you need to take a little JavaScript, little code snippet, and paste it on your, temp, your web template, put it in your content manager, or uh, get your webmaster to do it if you have somebody look after your website for you. Uh, literally within 24 hours, you're going to start generating statistics that are human-readable. They're very, very straightforward. You'll be able to look at it, understand 
How many unique visitors come to your website? Understand the source of those visitors, i.e., are they direct entries to your website? In other words, they have your URL, maybe from your business card or a brochure campaign. Uh, they, um, they come to you through search, so uh, by Google, by Yahoo, MSN, whichever search engine. Uh, and or they are coming to you from a referring website. So if Stuart, for example, blogs about your business, you're going to get traffic. That much I can guarantee. Uh, people will click the links, come to your website. Google Analytics will track that referral. So you can tell that people are coming to you then from that blogging campaign. Right? So that, that could be an immediate thing that somebody can do right now as they're listening. Is go to Google.com and search for analytics. Yeah, and set up analytics on their web page if they have access Absolutely. into the code base uh, for their for the website. Absolutely, and, and you know if you put analytics on your website and if you do have difficulty, although I know we're, we're speaking to a fairly uh, computer literate uh, group of people today, but if you have trouble interpreting or you want a third party advice, you know I have no problem logging into your analytics account and telling you what I see there. The other thing that I look at specifically in Google Analytics in relationship to search engine optimization is again, I look to the keywords that people are using to come to your website. So if a high percentage of visitors are coming to your website through, through search results, you're going to be able to see that. And then more specifically, you're going to be able to see in the analytics what words or phrases they use to come to your website. Now start looking at those words and phrases and, and wrap your head around where those words and phrases are on your website because they're going to be on your website. If they're not on your website, they're going to be words and phrases that people have used to link to your website because the text that's used in the inbound links to your website is critically important also. It helps the search engines to understand what the content on your web page is about. And of course, relevancy is important too. If the content on your website wasn't relevant to the inbound link, then it wouldn't likely perform on search, but it does because it is relevant. All right. Uh, the, the, the other thing you want to do is, and I, we talked a little bit about this, but don't forget you need to understand what, when people come to your website, what do you want them to do? How are you going to convert them from a potential client to a potential client? Sorry, from a, from a visitor to a potential client. And so we see it all the time. Download a white paper, subscribe to our newsletter. Those are soft conversions. Okay, hard conversion, fill out this form, request a proposal. Okay. Soft conversions, I would say, are the types of conversions that are risk-free. The person's going to get free, they're going to get a free report, or they're going to get a newsletter from you. And there's really no risk in terms of the amount of information they provide you. So they literally can provide a small amount of information as just your email address. That's a soft conversion. It gives you a target audience you can start marketing to. In terms of hard conversion, Request a proposal. I want your first name, your last name, your email address, your business name. I want to know what you're looking for. Uh, and if you want to see a hard conversion example of that, visit the exact.com website, find the conversion point on my website, and you'll go to the hard conversion point at our site. So just to make sure, some people are going to type in E X A C T, and that's not the correct spelling. No, it's exact spelled E K Z A C T. EKZACT.com. So that's, uh, that's my faux pas in marketing, of course, is choosing a company name that nobody can spell. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. But uh, it, does, it does lead to some interesting conversations. Oh, sure, sure does. Uh, so, Dave, we talked about uh, you know, Google Analytics and tracking where people are coming from and conversion uh, goals and, and strategies around that. Uh, 
there's so much thing, so many things we can cover in 60 minutes, but we, you know, we want to keep it, you know, keep the pace going pretty quickly here. One of the things uh, I get a lot of questions about is the importance of of uh, doing a blog and uh, having a blog set up for your business or uh, a hobby or even just a personal blog. And you and I have numerous amount of amounts of blogs that we we put some stuff in daily, some stuff in weekly, monthly. Uh, on, on some sort of regular schedule, but how important is it for small business owners or IT pros or whoever's listening to us today to, you know, to set up a blog? And I would even go as far as saying to avoid using the free blog services like Blogger or WordPress and going to a professional blogging type uh, service like what you offer, or yep. or or going to another site and uh, and signing up at a uh, a professional blogging service that gives you more. More freedom with what you can put on there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing the thing with a uh, a custom blog is, um, you of course can have it designed to match the look and feel of your marketing website, because one of the things you don't want to do is scare potential clients off by directing them to another website that doesn't tie in with your brand, because you know they, they you're going to lose some continuity there. Okay. With the free blogs, of course, too, you don't have as much control over the layout and the conversion points, okay? So if you have a really, really obvious conversion point like we do at exact.com, you can carry that theme into your blog with a custom, custom design blog. Now, the nice thing about doing a custom design blog over, uh, you know, is, is that you've already invested money in designing a brand for your business. So to, to take that design and put it onto a custom blog, it's, it's really not, I mean, we're not, it's not going to cost you your firstborn child. It's actually pretty reasonable service. Um, in terms of um, the ability for a blog to perform, we recommend that you host your blog on another server in a different area of the world. It, it demographically around your business is fine, but a different server, uh, so that you can actually use your blog to cross-promote your marketing website in terms of search engine optimization. Now. Um, in terms of the power of blogging, Stuart, I think you, you understand probably as well as anybody. Uh, Stuart has several blogs. Okay, Stuart has Stuart several blogs, uh, as do we. And the blog where WordPress particularly is um, it's written to self-syndicate. So when you when you post a new blog entry, your blog writing goes out and hits Pingomatic or, or blog feed servers. Those feed servers are syndicating your blog writing fairly quickly. The addition of a free feed burner account into your blogging uh, arsenal, if you would, and uh, and uh, including that in your in your plan, will further feed out your blog articles to the internet. Now, what happens with uh, feed burner, of course, which is owned by Google, is uh, when you just imagine you know, imagine that, right? It's hard, yeah, it's hard to believe that they would do that. Um, a, a company that wants as much information as is humanly possible to collect is buying a feed service. So yeah, Google owns FeedBurner, and what happens when you publish your blog is that literally within, I would say, probably hours, Google's on it. Google indexes it. Now, one of the really nice things about blogging is that if you do it regularly, you're going to pick lots of great topics to write about, and just by virtue of your natural writing, you're going to end up with a website full of keywords and phrases that are going to be critically important to drawing natural search traffic to your blog. And of course, the purpose for your business blog is to convert those visitors now to your marketing website. So you build trust through your blog, through the natural search results that come, 
and then you convert those people over to your marketing website. So your blog effectively becomes a spoke in your wheel, mm-hmm. and it brings people to that hub, which is, of course, your marketing point where you're going to do all your hard conversions. Um, yeah, I'm just just uh, getting some questions also on uh, on BlogTalkRadio.com through our through our chat window, and then a couple of reports. One person saying the audio is poor on the internet side, and one person saying it's great. So I guess it's, we'll just go with the the best one. It's great. Well, we yeah, actually it'd be great if we could change it now, but we'll have to fly, and uh, uh, hopefully it'll work out. Um. So I have a question from uh, Mike who lives in Vancouver. He wants to know uh, about mashups and things like that. Uh, are they? I mean, that's a new. I heard of the term before, but I'm not 100% sure what it is. Is that something? Can that including blog, is blogging, podcasting, and your website including the mashup, or what? Am I totally out to lunch here? Yeah, I, I'm, my understanding of mashups, and I have to, uh, you know, be quite frank. It's not something I've done a lot of research on. It's, uh, it's something that uh, we've just been hearing about recently in the last few months. But my understanding is that it's a it's a, uh, the bringing together of data from multiple different sources. Uh, so um, I, I don't think it could hurt in a, in a marketing strategy, but I really can't speak to exactly well, I, well, I know Hockey Day in Canada, which is you know a staple here in Canada on Saturday night, you can actually go online to the Hockey Day in Canada website and actually create a mashup of your own, all the videos, of the best videos from that night, right, and, yeah. and make your own hockey video out of it. Sure, yeah. And so, you know, um, again, I, I can't really speak to exactly how that's going to impact us in, in terms of search marketing. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. I think it'll be another another tool to put in that, that toolbox that we talk about, Stuart. Yeah. But um, in terms of uh, these, all of these things, they're coming so quickly that it's really hard to wrap your head around. Even things like Twitter, uh, I mean, it's it's conceptually so simple that people just simply don't get it. That's how simple it is. Well, let's talk about Twitter while we're on, while you brought it up. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I use Twitter a lot, and a lot of people probably listening to this program found out about us through uh, through Twitter. That's right. But I've been twittering about it or tweeting about it all all morning. Um, I use Twitter as a tool to syndicate my blogs. So when I put a blog posting up, I have a, a feed that uh, another third party application that ties into Twitter that can post my. Uh, blog post out and broadcast it out to the thousand people that follow me on on Twitter. That's right, and you can also link your your tweets to automatically update your Facebook. Did you just say? Yeah, that? Exactly. Exactly. I, I didn't talk about that, but it's another thing that you can do. Yeah, yeah exactly. So so uh, you know, so there's two ways to approach microblogging like Twitter. Uh, there's there's the people who uh, go out and they get uh, you know two two thousand followers, which is it's actually relatively easy to get people to follow you on Twitter. Uh, of course, the easiest way to get them to follow you is to follow them first. So you end up following almost an equal, in some cases, almost an equal number of of people follow you as you follow back, and it's almost reciprocal. Uh, bear in mind that, of course, you you're going to see everything that they write. Now, fortunately, they're very brief. Now, what I'm finding in terms of Twitter is there's two ways of going about it. You can do the sort of en masse, I'll get anyone to follow me that's, that will care to listen, or you can be a little more strategic. And it really depends on what you're uh, what you're marketing. Now. In terms of the promotion of things like Blog Talk Radio, the show we're doing right now, it, it's a it's a show that anybody in the world could benefit from. So for Stuart to go and get as many followers as possible on Twitter around the promotion of this program, it's going to work just great for getting people to log in and, and listen to the show. In terms of my own business, where where demographically I market fairly tight a fairly tight market, most of my business is done in the Calgary region. I really enjoy the ability to sit down and, and meet with my clients and coach them one-on-one. The, um, so, so in terms of my t- 
Twitter account, I've really made a, a conscious effort of trying to follow and then be followed by people who are demographically in this region. And the result is, of course, just the same as when Stuart posts out a note about this show on his Twitter account. When I post out the, the launch of a new website or a new product, it's, it's targeting a demographically correct group of people for me. And uh, it's, uh, it's quite interesting. I think the power of Twitter is going to be fairly substantial. Uh, I haven't, haven't come to realize that full potential yet myself, but I'm in the game and I'm, I'm experimenting. So it, It's amazing to see how everything kind of like cross-links. Absolutely. You know, I, my Facebook status is updated from Twitter. I can tweet, tweet from my Blackberry with a, an application called Twitterberry. Yep. Uh, I can schedule tweets to go out. So if I'm busy running around all day, I can just schedule them in the morning and you know, at that time, these tweets go out just like I'm sitting in front of my computer. Exactly. So, I mean, there's a, it, I don't think it can hurt. And uh, if, if you have a, a, a solution like that, and you use it totally different than I do. Yeah. So, and, I mean, you know, these things are all the, I mean, um, for, for people who are running a business, it's another thing to do. So it may not necessarily be something you want to do, but... Uh, you know, there's there's guys like Stuart and I who are out here and we're experimenting with it. There are other people who are like right into it and they've built businesses based on it. So there's something to be said for it. How that translates actually into your business, how it translates to getting people to your products and your services, uh, it's hard to say. But, you know, you'll know about them and you can try. Well, the one thing I always say, especially with a service like Twitter or even a blog, mm -hmm. it takes two, seconds to send, two or three seconds to send out a uh, Twitter message. Yeah probably takes five to ten minutes once you get in the habit of blogging consistently to pound out some material. And you and I, Dave, I think we were always on the lookout for things that happened around us that we can blog about. I mean, Absolutely. Just so, you know, I talk about the recession off and on and different things on my blog. But, you know, it's all ways that we can, I guess the way to look at it is we create the perception that we're the expert. Yep. And even if nobody else in your competitive market is doing that, the minute you put something up there and you're found on online through Google or Microsoft Live or Yahoo, you in, it's almost like you become the instant expert, the, the person that people want to link up with. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, you know, we uh, we talked about a number of things. Now, one of the big things I see uh, coming out uh, as part of the Web 3.0 initiative is this whole concept of video. You know, we got YouTube and we got different uh, services where you put videos up. And then something unique that you're doing with this walk-on video, yeah, absolutely. And where now you can put your now you can put you on your website. So for those people listening to us, you can go to videospokes.com, and you can see an example of what we're talking about here. But how important is video today uh, for getting your message out? Well, uh, you know, before we launched the videospokes.com product, I did a fair amount of research, and obviously because we made a huge investment in the the you know the cameras and the lighting and the, the equipment necessary to do green screen video, but every indication is that the amount of time spent on the internet viewing video is ever increasing. And uh, in fact, if you go to uh, videospokesblog.com, I haven't actually linked to it because we literally just launched this blog two days ago. Uh, but videospokesblog.com, I just made I, I posted an article there with a bunch of links out to sort of the 2009. Market, online marketing predictions, and every one of these people have predicted that viewership of video is going to increase in 2009, the amount of video being produced online is going to increase, and uh, 
you know, every indication is, is that if you don't make video a part of your online marketing strategy, you, you, you may get left in the dust. And um, we're, we're seeing things like just the fact that Exact Solutions, uh, my company, has evolved in, into developing a micro video studio in-house in order to provide these services to our clients. It's a, it's a direct reflection of the impact that video is having online. I feel very much like we have to leave the edge on this in order to stay in the game. And uh, so this is why we've made the investments in the video spokes program. The next step in terms of uh, as a service provider, and I hope that if nothing else this kind of makes you reflect about what you need to do for your business, but the next step as a service provider for us is to invite our clients to come in and much like you're doing your radio show here now, Stuart, we're going to help clients in studio to produce their monthly video blogs. Okay, so I'm not. I, I don't want to become the next great wedding videographer. I don't necessarily want to produce one-minute corporate commercials. I really want to help my clients in terms of the Web 3.0, the interactivity, combining video with blogging, and uh, really take it up a notch for the client. And a lot of this stuff can be done at home, but not necessarily to the quality that you can get using, you know, a full uh, high-definition video setup. And I and I agree. And Dave, there's one guy on the internet that I kind of linked up with over the last 30 days, Perry Belcher. He uh, does these little quick 10-minute videos, puts them up on Facebook and YouTube. And I'm sh I'm shocked the following this guy has already. And it's yeah. just by doing, he does a sets up a video camera with him talking in front of a whiteboard. Yeah, perfect. Oh and, yeah, that's right. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, and you know what? It's it's great stuff. And uh, all, we, all we're hoping to do is position ourselves in the marketplace to provide that service for the non-techie client, so the client who really wants to just focus in on doing what they do best. Yeah. I want them to be able to walk in here and from start to finish in an hour, we'll produce their monthly show for them and uh, get it on their websites or get it out syndicated into you know, the YouTubes of the world and uh, the various other syndications. And it's so easy now to, on YouTube especially, to go and grab the the code to embed the video onto your onto your website or your blog. Absolutely. In fact, there's there's another service out there called Blip.tv, and uh, Blip.tv gives you the ability to Blip.tv gives you the ability to actually um, upload your video, have it encoded, and then have it syndicate automatically to your WordPress blog. So we we got lots of things, uh, Dave, and uh, uh, you know we have a question coming in uh, from a friend of ours in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Robert uh, runs an IT company there. And uh, Robert wants to know about all these other services that are out there, like LinkedIn. We haven't talked about LinkedIn today. We, we kind of mentioned Facebook, uh, Twitter, TripIt. And uh, he's finding that a lot of these services in, are becoming overwhelming. And there, he wants to know if there's... Um, if we're making this more complicated for ourselves, and uh, you know, is there a way to make this get make to bring this all in as one or consolidate it all? Well, I think it's a really valid point, and and I have to tell you, I mean, I've been doing I've been doing this for a heck of a long time as a, as a steward also, and it's absolutely overwhelming. I mean, these things come fast and furious, and so what 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 you really need to do is hone in on the things that you think are going to work for your business. And uh, you know, get get the necessary advice, I guess, from uh, an internet consultant. But you know, the, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, we're kind of we're kind of like 
we've kind of opened the toolbox here today and we're, we've kind of got all the wrenches and the, the screwdrivers and everything laying out on the table. The fact of the matter is we're not going to use all these tools. Uh, for, for one business person to use all these tools, uh, and it just may not happen. The fact of the matter is we still need to go out and service networks. We still need to do you know, strategies for our clients. And so not all of these tools are going to work for everybody. Uh, but you know, if you, if you get nothing else out of today's talk, is that there are lots of tools out there and there are lots of opportunities to use these tools. Um, the, uh, can you do it all? Probably not. Uh, you know, can, can, could you have somebody else do it for you? Maybe. Uh, building a strategy around it, though, for sure. And um, yeah, so it's, it's just um, you've you got to pick and choose from the tools. Well, I mean, I think I, met, I came up with the, the saying one time is the internet. The internet is no longer a tool; it's a it's a toolbox. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, all these things are just uh, and different things, different strategies that you can use. But yeah, you can't. You know, especially for a lot of smaller IT companies, you still got to take care of your customers. You still got to get out there and visit uh, potential clients. You still got to do all the other things that you you've always done. And then keep this in mind that you know marketing is also important. And how would you, how are you going to do it? And, no, I, I still recommend if you can't do it yourself, outsource it to a company that can do it for you, or or hire somebody that can can do it. Because I do believe, especially today in a downward uh, economic, you know, market that we're in, marketing is going to be very important. It's going to separate. Uh, it's going to separate from those who struggle from those who struggle less. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, your point about outsourcing is uh, it, it's pretty pretty huge. Um, there are, there's lots of great services out there in terms of. Uh, in terms of your social your social networking online too, you need to decide if you're going to make a commitment to social networking, and uh, then you know decide if uh, if it's something you do or somebody you you delegate to do it for you. Uh, Facebook recently introduced the ability to create a business profile pages and uh, to link your blogs into your Facebook profiles and all that other great stuff. So uh, to a certain degree, some of this stuff is becoming self-syndicating. So before you you would have to manage these things all in different places, but now you can do a lot of things like your Twitter can update your Facebook profile, uh, your blogs can update your business profile uh, in terms of your, the feeds into your business profile. So um, there's uh, there's lots of there's some of these things in terms of the complexity uh, by virtue of the way the applications are being developed online, they are starting to connect themselves, which is making it easier to participate in more things all at one time. You know, like with Blip TV, for example, being able to upload and encode a video and then have it placed on all your WordPress blogs automatically as soon as the video is encoded, it's huge. Like I don't, when I post a new video uh, at Blip, an hour later the blogs are, the blogs are all updated with the new video. So it's it's pretty cool. So Dave, you know we uh, we got a lot of number of people listening to us live today, and uh, you know for those that just joined us late, this is Small Business IT Radio. I'm my name is Stuart Crawford, and we're in conversation with David West, talking about hey, things we need to do to get found on, uh, to be found online and different strategies that are out there. We've been talking about social media for the last little bit. I want to kind of change gears a little bit now and, and talk about uh, strategies to find out what other people are saying about you. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, you know, or doing or, or monitoring what our competitors are doing because that used to be a big challenge for me several years ago. Is hey, I wonder what the guys in, down the street are doing. You know, and you know. I would have to check the website, and, and you know, and it would be a, another one of those things that Robert alluded uh, to about it, can, it becomes complicated, and you know, how can we consolidate all this? So, Google has a great service out there that you and I use, uh, 
to watch, you know, our trademarks and watch our our company names and maybe even our what our competitors are doing. Absolutely. If you uh, you go and create a free uh, Google account uh, and then log into your iGoogle control panel, your your Google account, uh, you're going to see a whole bunch of things, services that Google offers, and one of them is alerts. Google Alerts. And if you just search Google, just type Google Alerts and it'll come right up. And with Google Alerts, what you can do is uh, using keywords or phrases or using website addresses, you can actually have Google will send you a summary email telling you where those words or phrases or addresses are being used. So I monitor, for example, I type a Google Alert for link colon exact.com, ekzact.com. Anytime somebody links to ekzact.com, I get a Google Alert. I also monitor things like my name, David West. I, I, I monitor uh, my uh, SEO clients, the clients I'm actually doing search engine optimization for. I monitor their websites. I monitor just about anything that I need to know. So, uh, for example, by monitoring my name, my business name, Anytime Stuart writes about our business in his blog, usually within an hour or so, I get a Google alert in my inbox. So I know almost, I mean, it's not instant, but holy cow, is it fast. I know that somebody's written about me. I can go and have a look at the article. And then, you know, good for me, lucky me, Stuart writes nice things, right? But in terms of, you know, your corporate presence on the Internet, monitoring your, your business, what people are saying about it, is pretty huge in terms of controlling your business profile online. So, I mean, that's another thing somebody can do right away is go on to uh, Google and sign up for alerts, uh, alerts and, and start monitoring what's being said out there. So, lots of stuff they were firing, you know, fast and furious here, and uh, lots of good things happening uh, in our conversation. One of the things I also wanted to touch base on, we, and we so we got we got our website, we got a blog, we're maybe doing some social networking and media. Uh, what do I write? Yeah, for sure. Well, for, uh, you know, start off by not writing what your competitors write. Um, so, you know, again, do that evaluation of what's being written in your industry. Uh, one of the things you want to do is hone in on the key words that are important to your business. So, words like, uh, in, in our case, maybe Calgary IT support company or Calgary computer support, network support, uh, these types of things. <coughs> Excuse me. The, uh, uh, in terms of doing keyword research, uh, you can actually, uh, of course, take a look at your competitors' websites. Again, because I think we're talking to a fair number of IT professionals, you know how to view the source of a website by right mouse clicking and then selecting the uh, context menu view source. Look at the meta tags at the very, they'll be at the top of the source code for your competitors' websites. Take a look at the keywords that they've used uh, in, their, um, in their meta tags. Take a look at the description in their meta tags. Also look at the title tag. What, what are they using for a headline on their website? Now, Most people have home or default or yeah, something quite, like yeah, that. Yeah, quite often. Page one. Index, page one, yeah. So, you know, make sure that your title tags are optimized. Make sure that you have a meta keyword and description tag. Now, the, the most important tags are the title, and the description tags. They should be unique on every page of your website. And uh, keywords, uh, Google pretty much uh, uh, openly admits on the internet in, in a lot of different places that uh, keywords in your meta tags are not critically important, but you can put them there. It doesn't hurt. Uh, there are other search engines in the world that may still look at those keywords. Uh, keep in mind, though, that the, uh, the words you use in your descriptions and your keywords 
are really in relationship to the key, the actual words on your website. So if you put a bunch of keywords and description there that don't relate to your products and services that you write about in your content, then it's really not uh, it's not a, it's not contextually relevant. Uh, there are some pretty good free software tools out there for doing keyword research. If you uh, write down the URL goodkeywords.com, you'll find uh, some free software you can download there to do some uh, keyword research. Uh, there's also, uh, in terms of doing keyword research, there's some uh, free software called, well, it starts off free anyways, Web CEO. If you just search Web CEO, I don't have the address, but Web CEO is software you can download and uh, it will help you in terms of reviewing and analyzing your website as well as your competitors. Now, if you want to, uh, you can upgrade the web CEO software, you can buy subscriptions, you can get, you know, you can pay them, which is, which is cool. Most professional search engine optimizers will probably be using software comparable to, if not, uh, you know, alike to web CEO. It's pretty powerful software. Um, so keywords, keyword research, and then making sure that those words and, and the, the keywords and phrases that you determine to be important to your business are in your meta tags, in your title tag. Your title tag is your headline on your website. It's the tag that shows up at the very top of your web browser when you open a web page. It's the tag that becomes the blue hyperlink in Google search results and in most search engines. So how important is it that that title tag be uh, you know, that it contain your keywords or phrases and that it, it contains some sort of an enticement relevant to your, your, your customer's needs to get them to your website is pretty important. So look at the title tags on your website and make sure that they're relevant and that they contain keywords and phrases. All right. So another, another question uh, that we have here, uh, and I really appreciate everybody with their question. Keep firing them away. We have about 17 minutes, so I'm going to hopefully get to everybody's question here, Dave. Um, uh, what about web presence? So, I mean, I notice on those users that have the iPhone, when they go into Twitter, there's, uh, what they, I guess, geolocation yeah. uh, type stuff. Uh, is that important uh, in today's uh, web world to, so people know exactly where you're located? Well, where you're located is important in terms of the demographically correct search market. So Google wants to return the most correct search results to searchers. So the more information you provide on your website in terms of demographics, the more likely you're going to attract demographically correct clients. Now, uh, this is a double-edged sword, too, because if you over-optimize for a demographic region, then you're going to, by virtue of that, potentially disclude other areas of the world. So if you want to market to the world, then you need to do that and be very cautious not to over-optimize for a specific demographic. Now, having said that, as a small business owner, I know personally from my own experience, most of my marketing is demographic to the Calgary, Southern Alberta region, and it pays off in dividends because I, I just have a much better relationship with clients that I can actually go out and meet. Um, in terms of reversing that, though, and using geolocation to detect where your customers are coming from, so where your website visitors are coming from, Geolocation can give you the ability to change things dynamically on your website to appeal to the visitor. So, for example, uh, we, did, we did an AdWords campaign in the Houston area because Houston's a good, easy flight from here, 
And we thought, well, maybe we'll open up that market and start demographically marketing to that region. So I did an AdWords campaign to that region using, uh, you know, the demographic controls in the Google AdWords campaign. I used unique URLs with variables passing back to my website when people clicked on those ads. By virtue of those variables, I knew they were coming through that campaign, and I dynamically changed the phone numbers on my website to local Houston area codes. Okay, So by virtue of a very simple variable, I could actually target market to that area without presenting them with a toll-free number, without presenting them with an area code 403 number. So that's one way of using geolocation in the reverse side to actually dynamically change your content or, or do what we call split testing on your website. And uh, there are services out there also that just by, by virtue of the IP addresses coming into your website, you can use those IP addresses to, to change variables on your website. For example, when you surf the internet and you see advertising that is relevant to your area, for if you're, you're surfing the net and you're starting to see Shaw cable ads showing up, that's, that web advertiser is using your geolocation to target advertise to you. Okay. Okay, makes sense. So what I'm going to do, Dave, I'm going to open up the phone lines here. We have a number of people uh, waiting patiently to come and talk to us. So the phone lines are wide open. If you're listening to us on the phone line and you have a question, I'm going to just pause for about 10 seconds and see if anybody wants to hop on. So if you're online on the phone side, feel free to, to uh, ask your question. Pretty quiet out there, so maybe everybody well, well, listening. While, while we're waiting to see if anybody wants to dial in, Stuart, what I would like to do is offer everybody something to download from my uh, blog. We uh, we did a quite a good talk, I think, the other day to the Calgary Entrepreneurs, and uh, I uploaded the uh, presentation in PDF format to our blog at exactblog.com. And again, it's ekzactblog.com. And uh, it's the first blog entry there. It's password protected, though, because I only want, uh, by invitation, for you to download this. So if you go there and uh, put the password in, it's Calgary Entrepreneurs, Calgary Entrepreneurs, and uh, download the uh, PDF. There's a little message there for you from me. Uh, and it actually gives the nuts and bolts of the uh, things you can do to your own website in terms of search engine optimization. So I invite anyone out there that would like to download that PDF to go ahead and do that. If by, by chance you have any difficulty, uh, go ahead and shoot me a note. Uh, you can use the contact form on the exact.com website, ekzact.com. I'll be happy to return an email with that PDF attached to it. Just for our friends uh, south of the, the border here, it's uh, ekzactblog.com. That's correct, yes. Yeah. So I'll make sure. So in the last few minutes, Dave, I want to talk about back to kind of writing styles. Sure. Because you and I write quite a bit, and I, my, I can honestly say my, I think my, my style of writing has gotten better over the last little bit, uh, over, I, and especially as you, do, as you do more writing. The more you write, the, more, the, the better you're going to get at it, bottom line, absolutely. So one of the things I learned from you over the last little while was I used to just write paragraph after paragraph, and, and I may throw the odd link in here, but I learned that it's important also to emphasize keywords. Uh, maybe put some uh, use the header tags that are in WordPress or Blogger to emphasize like a, a you know break in a paragraph and you want to or make a statement. Yeah, absolutely. how important is it to uh, to, do, to bold or to italicize or to even put sure. some things in headlines? There's a there's a mixed school of thought uh, out there in the SEO world in terms of the relevancy of bolding keywords and phrases or italicizing. Uh, I believe though that 
if uh, if you if it if it makes sense to do it for a human reader, that uh, probably the search engines will add relevancy to it. And uh, in terms of headlines, you know, in HTML we have H1, H2, H3, H4 tags, okay? And each one of those has a descending font size that goes along with it. Uh, it is uh, fairly well known that H1 adds relevancy to the words and phrases. So you can teach the search engines again what the following or what the following content is going to be about by using headlines. Now, by breaking up your writing with multiple headlines, it gives you an opportunity to put those keywords and phrases in your headlines. But also, for the people who aren't readers, people who don't want to sit and read a 500-word article or a 1,000-word article, they can skim down your article and pick up on those important headlines. They're going to read what they think is important to them. So it's a way of just making your website a little easier to follow. Because most people say aren't, aren't readers or more skimmers, aren't they? I would really say that there's two there's two schools out there's two types of people some are readers some are skimmers do not discount for a minute that you know don't think for a minute that people aren't reading every word on your website I I have people come to meetings with me with printouts of of 20 30 pages off of my website highlighted marked up sticky notes and they go through it with me that's how they you know they prepared for their meeting don't think for a minute that people aren't going to read the content on your website. But also prepare that there are skimmers out there and give them the benefit of headlines. Um, I often get asked the question, how much writing is too much writing? And I will I just reiterate that it's the information highway. You cannot give enough information away to satisfy the needs of the people out there. Okay, so we got five minutes, Dave. Uh, you know, if I had to take some key takeaways from our, from our last 55 minutes of talking here, uh, and sum it all up for those for those skimmers that fast forward to the end. Yeah, for sure. What what would the what would the key takeaway be? Well, I I, I think that if you get nothing out, else out of today's um, uh, talk, first, first of all, don't forget to download that uh, the presentation from exactblog.com. Password is Calgary Entrepreneur. Now that's one takeaway. The other takeaway is make sure that the writing on your website is unique, that it's catchy, and that it gets people's attention and that it has a very clear call to action. Make sure that your website's conversion points, both soft and hard conversion, are really obvious, that you, that you make it so easy for people to get there that it almost happens by accident. All right? And then the last, the last takeaway is uh, that the, the, probably the easiest, most economical thing you can do that will almost assuredly help get more natural search traffic to your website is to create a corporate blog and start writing. Yeah, and you know, what, uh, while we're on that, is it important to maybe start a personal blog too? Absolutely. I mean, I, I run a personal blog at davidawest.com and I run exactblog.com and now just started videospokesblog.com. All three of those blogs are going to have a fairly specific focus and uh, they're going to draw natural organic search traffic. All three of those blogs serve one purpose, get people back to my marketing websites to convert. So great. So we got some uh, good stuff. You gave away your, uh, your blog site. So, um, you know, I also encourage people to uh, visit my blog, stuartcrawford.com, and there's a nice little spot where you can sign up. Uh, and, uh, you know, I recommend you do that and keep in tune with what we're doing with our programs here. Because Dave, you and I are in the same mindset. It's all about you know helping out uh, other people and you know sharing our knowledge. And you know, we're also business people, though. We have to. At the end of the day, we're doing this as a business as well. 
but uh, you know it's very important that uh, you know you, you take away some of the key concepts we talked about for the last hour or so and put them into practice. You know, go to Google, uh, follow the visitors to your site, set up an analytics uh, account, um, watch what people are saying about you out there, uh, and uh, and leverage the internet for uh, the power of the internet to really start growing your business in 2009. Absolutely, and uh, you know. Um, I am often asked why, why, Dave? Why do you speak to groups and give away so much great quality information? Why don't you, you know? I guess I could hold back, maybe. The fact of the matter is, is um, you know, just because you can fix your own car doesn't mean you're going to. Uh, I mean, I can do my own. I can do my own oil changes, but I don't. I take the car to the dealership and I let the guys do it. Uh, there, there's two types of people out there: people who can take value from these types of talks and this type of information and can apply it. And then there's the other people who are going to, by virtue of their businesses, decide to stick to their core business and outsource to companies like Exact. And uh, you know what? Uh, the more we, the more we give, the more we get. And uh, I really appreciate everyone dialing in today and listening to uh, Stuart's show. And uh, you know, Stuart, thank you very much for doing this for the community. Oh, you're very welcome, Dave. And you know, just uh, for those that have trouble, you know, getting the name of your company down. What's your phone number just in case somebody wants to call in and talk to you over the phone? Sure. Well, I'll give you the toll-free number is 1-866-932-2123. So it's 1-866-932-2123. And uh, that uh, toll-free number rings straight through to me, and uh, I'd be happy to you know, take any follow-up questions anybody might have, uh, show you samples, examples, whatever you need. Uh, it would be my pleasure. Great. Well, thanks again, Dave, for, uh, for joining us today. As we wrap up another episode of Small Business IT Radio, this is our last one for the month of January. I'm going to be away next week and the following Friday, so uh, kind of hard to do it when you're in meetings. So we'll be, uh, I'll be uh, with my HCG group uh, in Vancouver next week and then um, down to Dallas the following week. So this is our last uh, show for the month of January. I encourage you to uh, tune in on uh, February the 6th. Now, we're still waiting for confirmation on this guest, but David Scott is the author of a great little ebook called The New Rules of Marketing and PR. So David's going to be joining us uh, on here to talk about uh, you know, leveraging PR and the media to, to help market our business. And then uh, later in, in February, we're going to be uh, having the, the team from Autotask on talking about their uh, professional services uh, application uh, out there. And then uh, in, uh, later on in the month of March, and we'll have a great show on from uh, I have a friend of mine, George Riccio, from Action Business Partners. And we're talking about partnerships are the most difficult ship to steer. Oh, yeah. And, I'm, of course, I'm just going through that myself. And yeah, and we've, we've talked about this in the past, too. So, uh, we'll, George will be on talking about that. So I want to thank you all for uh, listening in uh, today on uh, Small Business IT Radio. Uh, visit our website, smallbusinessitradio.com. If you have any questions, uh, comments, you want to be a guest on our show, you can email us at info at smallbusinessitradio.com and we'll make sure we, uh, we get back to you. And if you're, uh, yeah, we're looking, always looking for guests to be on our show. So thanks to Dave. Thanks for everybody who's been listening for us uh, to us ramble on here for the last hour. Thank you, Stuart. And I do, uh, I do recommend that you engage with Dave if you're looking at getting uh, anything done with your website, uh, search engine optimization, uh, you're interested in video, he is the guy to deal with. And I'm sure you'll be more happy to travel anywhere to uh, help out. So thanks very much. again, uh, Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all in uh, in a few weeks' time.